Welcome to Seek and Find with Dr. Mark Rivera, where we explore the big questions of faith, life, and meaning. In this episode, we'll explore the controversial topic of once saved, always saved, or the belief that salvation cannot be lost. We'll examine the biblical and theological foundations of what is often called eternal security and consider different perspectives. Of course, Dr. Mark Rivera will be leading us on this thought-provoking journey as we discuss the implications and impact of once saved, always saved. Dr. Mark. Hello, Matt, and everyone listening to us. Thank you for joining us, as always, for these um, uh, thought-provoking, is the word you use? Yes. (laughs) Thought-provoking explorations that we have of Scripture and how they apply to our daily lives. And today is a particularly interesting, interesting, I'm sorry, interesting yeah. uh, topic, and we could even say somewhat uh, controversial. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I want to set the stage that we approach this thing, uh, this topic rather, um, in the following manner. One is, uh, I am big on you really can't critique something unless you understand it. Mm-hmm. And by understanding, that means that we have to explore even um, uh, views of a particular matter or idea uh, or theology that might even make us uncomfortable. But mm. we have to listen through and think through. That's how you become a critical thinker. You listen to all sides and then you land somewhere. So I want us, I wanted to approach to approach it that way. The other thing is that I want to also state right up front that in our journey of faith, regardless of the faith that you're exploring, there are things that we can uh, resolve right away. Mm-hmm. And then I believe that there are things that take a lifetime to resolve. And then there are also areas that are unresolvable until we get to heaven when we'll understand um, clearly and perfectly what mm. what that thing means or that topic means. So I think it's fair to approach it that way because this can be a controversial thing. And I, I mm. I'm, you know, I'm, although I, I don't shy away from controversy because I think we learn from that as well, it is not to offend or anything like that or even make the empirical decision that this is the way to go. Uh, that's what that's not th- that is not what this podcast uh, sessions or episodes are about. It really is about thought provoking, getting us to think through right. our faith so that we can one defend it, um, um, uh, settled with it. Um, and so I can't think of a topic more in line with that introduction than eternal security or one saved, always saved, yeah. which is a topic that's been around for a while and. To be frank with you, when I was in seminary, we discussed this at, at length, and it, it there were moments when it was emotional. Um, um, and when you know the professor was leading the discussion, it was in one discussion. It was several. We'll try to narrow everything down as much as we can, and obviously, we won't touch everything right. with regard to this subject or any subject in particular because we have limited amount of time on the podcast. But I do want to approach it. I'm not shying away from it. I'm excited actually about talking about it and and let's see what goes from there. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, and we're going to do our best to try to, you know, be as objective as possible, especially in the beginning um, with looking at this from all different perspectives. Uh, Yeah, go ahead, Dr. Mark. No, that I was going, this actually came up as a, uh, one of our listeners or somehow. Exactly. Yeah. So I was actually just going to mention that. No, 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 you're good. I, yeah, I I actually brought it to your attention. I was looking at the back end of of your website, checking out some of the comments. And this was actually one of the first uh, topic suggestions. And I actually specifically remember reading, because the the comment was very short that, uh, that they, that they submitted and they actually wrote um, the letters O-S- a S 
And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what? <laughs> Dr. Mark, let's have a podcast about what this means. But apparently it's so common that it's become an acronym. Once saved, always saved. So this is clearly something that um, is on people's minds when once they start exploring the Christian faith. Um, there's a lot of, you know, and I'm sure we'll get to it. There's a ton of scripture that does kind of, you know, it makes sense why people might, you know, think that way. But there's also other things that we can point to that, also kind of makes it confusing and like, wait can you lose your salvation so right. so can we start maybe start there of just more like uh where this debate even started not well not specifically but just you know a little bit of the context and how long this has been going on but right yeah give us some insight there because even a cursory look at um this topic it's been around for a long time mm-hmm. uh the other thing is it's been unresolvable in the sense that now all of christianity uh, has uh, landed somewhere on this, you know, in the same place. So it's it's been around for a long time. It's been part of the conversation and dialogue. It's been part of research and study, examination from many eyes, those that are have given their life toward, um, you know, lifting intent of Scripture, trying to interpret in a way that um, the common people can understand. It's been part of the uh, long and complex study in the academic world as well. So it, it is not something new that emerged in the last 10 years. It's been part of the church um, journey for for centuries, actually. Mm. And I suspect that it will continue to be. And I think it's important for us to understand that as well. Um, so this episode won't resolve the issue then, Dr. Mark? <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I think, my, in fact, the way I'm approaching it is to shed some light, really. Right. But um, uh, um, I don't know. It won't be resolved because there's always, yes, but, you mm. know, oh, what about? Mm. Or, you know, or, there's always something else to consider. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but that said, I want to say also the following, that I don't view this concept, this idea, this theology as a major, major milestone, you know, um, uh, so, and I state that because a milestone in the whole tapestry or landscape of theological discussions. Mm. And I, I think it's important that I state that because for me, this is not a point of division mm. for the church. So there's not going to be, oh, how can you believe that to other Christian brothers? No, on the contrary, I think this is a discussion that we should embrace and walk together uh, wherever it takes us. And now I've, I've been, you know, I've, my life of faith began many, many years, over half a century ago is when I, I actually uh, came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. And uh, and I'm still exploring many, many topics of, you know, theological controversy, and I suspect that in my lifetime I will not resolve them. But yeah. in no way does it stop me from accepting those things that are, you know, uh, you know, that, that are solid in my life. The, the statement in the New Testament, right? I, I was blind, but now I see. I don't care how you look at it theologically, but the reality of my experience is such and such. Yeah. So, um, uh, because, you know, again, I, I suspect I'll have to at some point publicly say what my position on this, which I've done before. So it's not a problem. And I, I want to do that. I also want to say the following. I hope that our listeners stay with us yeah. because we are going to get into some thorny areas. Mm-hmm. That's not the time to switch off and say, oh, you know, they're, they're crazy. Yes, we are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we are crazy. But we make, we're, we're sensible crazy. Uh, so don't leave us in the middle because, you know, I think listening to the entire discussion is going to be helpful. And that has been my prayer in in, in uh, leading up to the moment when I step to this mic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we always try to make sure that these discussions are as biblically based as possible. Um, 
because you know sound doctrine is is very very important when it comes to your Christian faith. But let's jump in. So, yeah, let's do it. So, let's do it. What? But maybe should we start with defining salvation just to have like that, you know, just in case there's listeners here that maybe just new to the whole concept of Christianity. Just to quickly, what is salvation? What are we talking about? Yeah, salvation? salvation is in in the Old Testament. Salvation or finding righteousness with God was more not community wide, but it was definitely familial. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that the family. So when the head of the household in the Old Testament came to faith or practiced faith of any kind, usually the family would follow through. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, it became a personal, individual decision that a person made. Um, that's also, by the way, a, a point of controversy and much discussion. So, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm mentioning that to support what we're going to get into now. Yeah. And it really is this conviction, salvation. It's the offering of the gospel of new life. Of an, I believe salvation brings three things. It makes us into, um, it allows us to live an abundant life here on earth. It allows us to look into eternity as a place of our ultimate dwelling. But while we're here on earth, it also makes us agents of change. Those three things is what I think are the results of salvation. Hmm. Salvation is simply that personal conviction that happens deep down inside that I recognize my sinful nature, but I also, you know, my 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 the sin that's in my life, yeah. uh, and we'll define sin in a few moments. But that sin in my life that separates me from someone bigger than myself, which is God, in in the in the case of Christianity, and also that Christ then paid the price for my redemption on the cross of Calvary by giving His life, shedding His blood, and He then I accept Him as my Savior and the Lord over my life. Hmm. I know that's a long explanation, but that's in a nutshell what salvation is. So God loved us so much that he gave his son, right, who went and died on the cross for our redemption. Hmm. So we were lost in sin, and sin is uh, intentional disobedience to God by our thoughts, by our actions, by our words, by our activities, separated us from God because God is holy and sinless, and so man has sin in their life. So it is understanding that I am far from God because of these things that I do, mm. recognizing that Jesus paid the price for my redemption on the cross of Calvary, and then accepting him as my Savior, and then dedicating my life, being devotional, dedicating my life for the rest of my life to serve and obey him. That's salvation. Yeah. All right? The question becomes then, um, is that state of being saved permanent now? Mm. And that's eternal security. Yeah, it, that's what it, brings us to this topic, right? right. So, th- th- am I now? That's it. I'm done, mm-hmm. right? And now this, the, the, it's compelling because there's some some strong uh, Bible verses that you know we have to think about mm-hmm. that say, yes, that's it. It's done. The p- price has been paid. Um, I have a believe it. Or not, I have a, I have a lot of clergy friends, and I have one clergy friend that um, from a different tradition. And he, just recently, we went out to, to have lunch together. He's from in, in the area um, where, where, where I live and minister. And he's a friend. And he, he tells me, but you know, you know, Rev, there, there is no such thing as sin. There's no sin. <laughs> so I, I did the same thing. He just okay. did. I laughed. I was like, okay. I put my coffee cup down. I said, all right, tell me what. I mean, tell, I want to honestly, <laughs> honestly, without prejudice, right. listen to his view because that's how we learn. Yeah. And he says, there's no such thing. And he's saying passionately. You know, mm-hmm. and adamantly, there's no such thing as sin. Sin doesn't exist anymore. And I says, but how? How? Where, how did you get there? And how, you know, what, what's the basis of that? 
and he he was he, you know he 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 moved me because he says you know uh, we've all fallen short of the glory of God and all that but Christ carried all of our sins on the cross of Calvary mm. and so when he stated it is finished mm. compelling right yeah yeah no I can follow that logic it yeah. makes sense compelling makes sense. for him though that's where he's landed so mm. he operates in his realm of ministry. Um, not reaching out to our sinners, but reaching out to people who have the image of God, the Imago Dei in them, and allowing them to reach their fullest potential in their faith journey, hmm. which is very different with, with evangelical Christians because we're viewing as, again, man has sin. So for him, because there is no sin, then really mankind is eternally securing God because he's a loving God, which is a common, common thought that some in... in but I thought... Sorry to interrupt, but yes. I thought I thought salva- part of salvation is also acknowledging your sin. No, isn't that part of the process of correct achieving uh, uh, salvation for your soul? Correct. You acknowledge your sinful nature, and you acknowledge that the price the because uh, sin brings consequences. So the consequences of our sin have been resolved on the cross of Calvary through Christ. Faith mm, in Him as the gotcha. one that redeems us. Right. So the price, uh, the consequences for that sin, like you said, the the price for the payment to redeem yourself of that sin is was already paid by Jesus's Jesus's sacrifice. Right. But the thing that we have to think about what my friend is saying, mm. he's saying, okay, so it's done, and especially the Lord said it's <laughs> finished. Right. I mean, he did say that. Yeah. Right. One of the phrases of uh, that he's on the cross, and he's basically saying the whole plan of redemption. And I don't want to get into preaching or teaching on that particularly because there's a lot of material we have to study for this, uh, uh, you know, to walk through to, for this. But so his premise is there's no longer a need to battle, to confess to anything because it's already absorbed in yeah. the cross. Now, mm. that's a valid, academically valid path that he took. Mm. Yeah. It's valid. Mm-hmm. So I can't get up there and say, you know, you're crazy or whatever. He might be crazy, like yeah. I'm crazy. But, you but know. you could connect the dots. It does. Yes. You could see how he got there. there, there there's a yeah. process of thinking through. Now, that doesn't mean that I land there. I don't land there. Mm. I think sin is still existent. We see it today with these mass shootings going on all over our country, for example, and yeah. other things that yeah. are happening, you know, racism and all that. So mm-hmm. sin is actually active and well, because to say sin doesn't exist means that the, that, that the enemy and the powers of darkness are all locked up already, and that is just not true. Right. Just look at the, the, the news this morning and, you know, and yesterday, yeah. there's a sequence of, of evil happening in this mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. and it comes from somewhere, and it provokes us human beings, and I'm going to talk about that too, uh, toward a sinful uh, place. So anyway, it's, it's about, because when, the whole story of, of, of this love dance between God the creator and mankind is about God gives us choices, mm. gives us the ability to choose. And so, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I went way off to the left there on, on the, the issue of salvation, but that's what salvation is, is this personal experience that now I can stand because of faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I can now stand now as righteous before an awesome God, but it's by faith, not by actions. Because another title for this episode could also be the question, can you lose your salvation, right? Because we're, we're debating the idea of once saved, always saved. But yeah, I kind of want to just tackle that question. I know it's a heavy one, but is it possible for someone to lose their salvation? Are, are there any biblical examples of someone um, achieving salvation and then losing it afterwards? Um, yeah, how do we answer that question? Yeah, again, very complex because the the um, eternal uh, security topic 
opens up a lot of major discussions also that feed into this conclusion of eternal security. Mm. So um, um, is it possible for someone? I, you know, and, and I look at it in a very, this is a non-pastoral, non-theological, my response right now, my initial response, because I'll yes. get into it deeper. Of course. And that is, if you find something, then it's logical that you can lose something too. Mm. Right? Mm. Human behavior. I mean, that's to me, that's simple. It's not that complicated. So if I find something... I'm able to lose what I have. We have, for example, let me go Old Testament for a moment, getting back to biblical. Um, um, Pharaoh and his 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 wrath against the people of Israel, right? Mm. Um, there was a point in that story, and we can read the narrative, where it says that he hardened his heart. Mm. Right? He hardened his heart. In other words, there are very few human beings that I know, as I study even human history, that have hardened their hearts. And that means that nothing is going to change them from doing what they're going to do. They might have started right, mm. but then they decided to, no, this is a, this is a thing I'm going to do. For example, there's, there's people that I don't think, or me personally, this is me, I'm not going to lay it on, on the public, that I don't pray for, right, for their eternal rest. I don't pray for, like, I don't, I don't pray for Hitler. Because I think his he hardened his heart to destroy anyone, any other human being that did not look like him, mm. right? Hardened his heart. There was nothing that can intervene while he was alive. Yes, God could have intervened, but God, but it didn't happen because he had hardened hardened his heart. There are very few people that go into that category, mm. and some might say that they become psychopaths or something like that. However, the psychologist might describe it. I want to describe it more from a biblical perspective. Mm. They harden their hearts. So those folks may have started right. They mm. may have found something, but they lost it along the way, in my view. So that's a that's a pretty significant statement then for, like you said, for someone's heart to be hardened. I mean, it, you, I can see someone reading that in the Bible and just kind of like keep going, but it sounds like um, hope is kind of lost for that person. Yeah, yeah. You have the people that become serial uh, killers, right? Mm. And that's what they do. They get some weird pleasure out of seeing a human being die before them. Now, some might say, yeah. oh, no, but you can't go there because they might have mental problems. But that's part of the human condition, mm. in my view. So these folks harden their hearts, and there's a, they're far from finding uh, um, uh, you know, a, a path to God. Can mm-hmm. it happen? I'm saying yes, but I, I don't see, like. I don't see. I'm not ex- in an expectation of seeing Hitler up in heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm not condemning him. His actions condemned him. Right. Right. And other uh, people that did atrocities to humankind. Right. You know, because that's outside in my view. That's outside of the will of God. Whether they're mentally ill or not, God's going to deal with those particulars. Mm-hmm. But yet, yeah, we, we have to say, which by the way, then starts to speak into. Eternal security, because if you can lose your, if you can, if you cannot lose your salvation, what you're basically saying is that you're eternally saved, mm. and eternally saved that it doesn't matter what actions you take once you've come to faith in Christ, no matter what actions you take in your life, words that you express, things that you do, activities that you get involved in, God is never going to turn His back on you. Yeah, it's almost like an unlimited get out of jail free card you know what i mean that's a, like that's, that's a, a good way to put for, it for your spirit yeah that's a good way to put, yeah like giving a, a you know a check a signed check with right the, yeah, right yeah. and you know why i and we laugh but there's a lot of truth to that because mm. of several factors for example um when you're talking about eternal security so we got we got a, the definition <laughs> of salvation right yes, we got yes. a, some knowledge of sin and now we have some knowledge of what eternal security can be eternal security basically, basically promotes the idea that once you come into faith with Christ at any point in your life. 
you are guaranteed to walk in heaven unless something catastrophic happens to you. You know, you're guaranteed that regardless of your actions. There is a, a, a there is some tension that that kind of statement creates. Mm. And the way I view it, I, I view it this way. We, we have, and again, it opens up so many things that we need to talk about. We have this thing that um, I think most Christians can believe, and that is the depravity of man. Mm. That man, mankind was born uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, it says in Romans, right? Mm-hmm. And then basically they're saying there's something about us intrinsically wired in us already, intrinsically programmed into who we are as a human person that has a propensity toward moving away from God. Mm. Mm. Or for adults, sinning. Look at a child. You put a child in a place uh, to play, and before the play becomes breaking things, right? <laughs> yeah. Generally speaking, especially if they're boys, because boys do that more than <laughs> girls. But, but right, it happens. You put people in the same age, teenagers together, they're happy, enjoying you know, whatever ice cream they're eating or whatever conversation. Before you know some contention comes up, and then people go back and say, well, what happened here? Why are they fighting? Why are they, you know, mm. uh, why are they uh, fighting? We have a propensity to sin. We have a propensity inside of us that if we don't manage, will take us to a sinful nature. We use a com- we've been using this example in these episodes in previous sessions. You know, when when David looked over the balcony, there was already in him a propensity to to sin, and and the, uh, allowing God or the Holy Spirit to give him some control, he would have been able to pull back, but he didn't seek that. So yeah. he ended We're up We're talking doing, about David in the Bible. The, King David the, in the Bible looking over and, yeah, and seeing, seeing that the, There you go. Mm-hmm. So um, we are all wired for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're born with this intrinsic propensity towards sinfulness. Paul talks about that in the New mm. Testament. Yeah. He says, oh, what a wretched man am I? Because, you know, I, I, when I want to, want to do good, I don't do good. And, when, and back and forth, there's this tension inside of all of us. This is what I call the duality. This mm-hmm. is a duality in us that is the spiritual side, but also a, 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 an evil side. And we constantly are going back and forth, back and forth, managing those, the tugging of both those things, good and evil, bad, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, godliness and ungodliness, back and forth, back and forth. And it happens to us more commonly than we would think. Somebody cuts us off. And right away in our mind, they say, boy, if they if they knew me before I became a Christian, right? <laughs> so you're already pointing to that depravity. That yeah, you what know. you're capable of, basically. Correct. Right. You, that's good. That's an excellent way to put it. So depravity is important to be able to get our hands. It's that fundamental Christian belief that by nature, human beings are intrinsically fun, uh, sinful. Uh, it, accept, uh, it accepts the idea that all people are born with a sinful nature that is inherited from Adam and Eve. You know, and you know the, the original sin in the in, in the Garden of Eden, right? The Lord told them choose, mm-hmm. right? Choose to yeah. be obedient or not obedient. They chose disobedience, right? So intrinsically already in them there was this switch that can be flicked at any time. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, it's in all of us. Right. We can be as good up to the next decision that we need to make. Yeah, really, yeah. we're all human beings. Yeah. yeah, but people don't 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 practice that. They they say no, no, no. You you can make good decisions into your life until the very next one you have to make. Yeah. So are we saying then? Or, or is this leading up to uh, depravity, sin? Um, if you give back into that after salvation, are you saying that that can potentially cause you to lose your salvation? 
Yes, if you give in to those depraved thoughts, if you having a thought is not sinful, it's putting putting little feet on those thoughts. Mm. You know, having an urging is not sinful. Yeah, an just, impulse or something. But even yeah. that, what I just said, those urgings prove for mm, me what that you're capable of doing. There's yeah. depra- depravity in there. They're left yeah. alone, left without some form of balance or discipline. We're going to fall into a place mm. of uh, that's horrible. Yeah, it's a humbling thing to accept too. You know well, that well, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that, important to to yeah. have that perspective. But it, humble it, yourself. <laughs> it's humbling, but it takes a lot of strength to admit that yeah. we're all capable of doing what Moses did. Rather than speak to the rock. Mm, strike the rock hit the rock yeah we all we're all capable of doing what david did yeah we're all capable of what judas did we're all capable of you know peter also i'm also also thinking of uh king saul too how he was anointed correct he lost he lost that blessing correct Correct. so we're all capable and by the way this goes back even to before the creation of mankind and that Mm. was in heaven the angels that you know third of the the, the heavenly angels uh, 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 revolted, right? So yeah. we're all, creation has the ability, particularly human beings have this depravity. The only one that was non-depraved was Jesus, mm. according to Christian thought. Mm. That's important to capture as well. No, not the Lord. He was not. Now, I know there's this thing of his duality, oh, also fully man, fully God, but there's no depravity in him. There's a unique immaculate conception is the, the, the concept that I like to gotcha. stay on. So, so we have the depravity of man, of a humanity, because I don't want to just sing about men, but of, the, of, the, of the humanity. Romans says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have this working inside of us that will even cause us to, to declare with Paul that, oh, what a wretched man am I? What am I going to do with these tensions inside of me? Um, Ephesians also, Paul talks there as well. Ephesians 2.1, he says, he says we're dead, uh, 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 that people are dead in transgressions and sin. Mm-hmm. So it's already embryonic seeds of that potential evil is already inside of us. If we make a statement like, uh, yeah, they shot him dead, he got what he deserved. That's our depraved nature speaking. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and sometimes we let that get by, but those are, the, that that's evil seeping through our temperament. Mm. And if we want to live a life of holiness, which we won't live until we get to heaven, but a life of excellence in serving the Lord, we need to be able to capture those things. But that's simply the bubbling inside of that depravity that we have. And then on the other side, and that's in the middle of, I look at it as a, in the middle, there's, a, there's the, the, the depravity of man. And on the side, there's sin. We just talked about it a little bit. And sin, you know, is any thought, word, action, or activity that intentionally goes against the will of God. It can be viewed as rebellion and disobedience to the command of God. And because God is holy, there is sin inside of us. We are not holy. Then there's a breach of separation between us and God because of the sinfulness right. that is inside of us. Um, and, you know, there's some schools uh, of thinking that sin does not exist, as I mentioned to you before, because he bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. So some people think that there's no sin in us, but there's sin. My view is that there's sin. On the other side, now here's where we go to try and reconcile this thing called eternal security. We have the priority of man in the center. We have to one side sin that is constantly there. And then on the other side, we have free will. Mm. And this is an important concept to get as well. Free will is a, it's complicated and it's also controversial. But free will, it, it brings us this idea that mankind is given the ability by God to choose and act according to what you want to do. Hmm. We don't need to go further than the story in, in Genesis 2 when God told Adam and Eve, you know, they could choose. 
That's free will. They were free. God did not impose. God did not insinuate. You know, God did not twist arms. He told them, choose. In fact, there's a, there's a passage also in Joshua where it states, choose whom you will serve. Mm. So free will di- says the following. It says that I am made, created by God in such a way that I can choose my future. I can choose my now and choose my future. Um, we can take that further. Uh, God really condemns no one. The person chooses to go to heaven mm. or chooses to go to hell. That's my conviction. The decisions that you made, and I just said it said it a few moments ago, that we're only as good or as righteous or as holy as the next decision we're going to make, because the next decision may, may 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 cast us somewhere. I mean, what mm. what parent doesn't want their child to come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? But the decision is personal, it's individual. Everyone has the choice, the liberty to be able to choose their destiny and their future. That's called free will. So does that mean that there is this choice of go down this path that leads to salvation or go down this other path that leads to sin and depravity? Um, but if you've, if someone has started on that path of salvation, can they then still have that free will to choose to go down the other way and, well, I, and hence lose their salvation? I think there's only two paths to take. Mm. So in, in rejecting one, you're automatically going to be guided over to the other side mm. you know the path of evil and, and sin and sinfulness and that kind of depraved behavior because that's the way we're wired there's no middle road some people think there is but there is no middle road it's either it's either up or down it's either holiness or unholiness that's the way it is when it comes to our relationship with god or some people listening to us that are not of the christian uh, tradition with with you know the essence that you see that's bigger than yourself mm. and i think by the way some people get trouble when me as a evangelical pastor say it that way but i mm. think ultimately god is very good at revealing himself to people in the mm-hmm. way that he wants to reveal himself mm-hmm. to to them so but free will can be dangerous because if depravity is guiding me and now i have free will that's dangerous mm. Mm-hmm. That is dangerous because we have a propensity to abuse our freedom. Yeah. I mean, it just is, I mean, you have people that are, that are exceptions, of course, but generally speaking, it is dangerous. So that creates for me a dilemma, a tension. And I want to, you know, it just creates a, when it comes to eternal security, that's too much liberty to give someone. Hmm. Yeah. In my view. And I'm speaking now with the experience and mileage that I have in pastoring, because I've seen quite a bit in the half century. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm look, I'm thinking back, I said, that, that's a lot of liberty. People need, and humans tend, we just need guidelines. We need disciplines. Yeah. We need constraints to hold us in line. We need to be able to develop skills to stay in the lane of doing right and being good and behaving and all that and rejecting things that can be um, uh, the distractions, as I, as I spoke yesterday to the church last night, the distractions that come in that in the beginning, they don't look like distractions, but down the road, they're going to be destructive over our lives. Yeah. You know, and divisive. Yeah. That also makes sense, though, because I feel like that's something that even if you're not a spiritual person, a religious person, I mean, I, it's so common for people to say, oh my gosh, I've been eating too much, or I haven't been working out too much, or oh, I have, uh, uh, from a technological point of view with, with, with your phones, you have you can set app limits, right? So we already, I think human beings are already know, even outside of faith, that setting limits for yourself, some boundaries for yourself is a healthy thing to do because like you said, free will and kind of just getting lost in whatever it is that you're doing 
can be destructive and unhealthy. And, and on that point, why would then God bring the Ten Commandments in mm. or the commandments of the Old Testament? Because there were more, more than ten. Right. If if man is able to control himself, right on his why, own, <laughs> why do we have? Let's move out of the church circle and faith circle. If if man is able to control himself, why do we have laws? Mm. So why do we have to have speed limits? Why does the the, the 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 traffic light have to be green, yellow, and red? Yeah. So I, w- I want to kind of call out something that I feel like we're we're strongly implying here. There's there's a danger I feel like with accepting this idea of once saved always saved. Because it does uh, give you this sense of, I could do whatever I want to do because I'm never going to lose my salvation. And that's what you're talking about now, how that can get you lost. Right. Now, there's some people that have had a real, real powerful, transformative, um, uh, salvific moment in their lives. And I believe those people, because of their love for the Lord and their love for what has happened in their lives, they're not going to, they're not going to stray. I get concerned when we make a public statement for people that have not reached that level of growth in mm. their journey. Uh, you know, you think about what, you know right now, and you know, let, let somebody comes up with an inheritance of a million dollars or ten million. Well, a million dollars is not a lot of money now today, right? One billion. <laughs> One billion dollars. Yeah. One trillion dollars. <laughs> um, what are the thoughts that come into your mind immediately? It is not to to end hunger in the world, <laughs> right? It's, it's right? all selfish stuff. Yeah, it's, it's selfish true. stuff because and, yeah. and it, that's the way it is. Yeah, it's natural, and nobody would even you know bat an eye at that either. No, like, oh, no, yeah, that's why I would do the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I would right. buy you know a hundred cars. I would you know whatever. I would buy <laughs> right. a, a mall and park all my vehicles there. So we 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 tend to go that way, and you go into scriptures, uh, stories in scriptures, narrative, little vignettes that occur in the Old Testament, and that's the way it is. It's seeking power. It's speaking. It's seeking influence. It is really not about uh, serving others. Generally speaking, I'm, I know I'm not. You know, I'm not casting. I'm casting here with a very broad brush, but a brush none, nonetheless that speaks. From, you know, I, I know a guy, um, and he's no longer around. He's now with the Lord, and you know, he passed away many, 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 many decades ago. But I remember knowing him. He had gotten an award for some injury that he uh, that he sustained. Um, legit, all totally legit. He got hurt, and uh, and so the insurance company paid. And when he got the money, he decided to get security. Nobody in the world knew him. <laughs> Why would you want to get security guards to to watch? I mean, I I think about it now. It's almost wow. comical. Yeah. But I I saw this, and I remember. And then later on in life, after he blew all his money that he had gotten on that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, then he comes to church and he comes to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you know, then how he's living with regrets of the things he could have done. You know, but that speaks of our depraved nature that we have a tendency toward things that are not good and things that are not wholesome and things that are not, you know, helpful. Yeah. Uh, we become, um, you know, we react to the moment of what can um, satisfy something in, in that instance. And we're all capable of that. So free will is a dangerous, dangerous thing to offer a person simply because of what I just stated, you know? Yeah. So, it sounds to me that salvation should go beyond the cross. It should go beyond the simple act of Jesus dying for our sins, paying the price for all of our sins, and thus providing eternal salvation for all of us. It sounds like it it, it also requires a lifestyle choice, um, which is what you're talking about, to this, this, this idea of staying away from what you are capable of the sin you are still capable of doing, even though you are still saved. Like basically salvation does not exempt you from 
um, still being potentially depraved or falling into sin and things like that. Salvation should also require, again, a lifestyle choice. Would, would you agree? I totally agree, yeah. And the way you, you get on the path of that lifestyle choice is back to putting guardrails around your life. You cannot live the way you were before. You have to be careful uh, be, because those those things can you know mushroom into real out, outright sin and destruction yeah. of your future. So you need to establish guidelines in your life. I called I called them spiritual disciplines, and those things that will help you to uh, uh, manage. Uh, and let's go to and I think I've said this before in, the, in a few of these podcasts. You know, you you come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're, you now you're in right relationship with God, so now you are moving toward heaven. But the 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 testosterone induced passions and feelings that you have and urges don't go away. Yeah, <laughs> they don't go away. You can pray for it as long as you want to, but they don't go away. the um, the The beauty of the human body does not change. What you're seeing, yeah. so you have to make adjustments in your life. That there are paths in my life that, by the way, I have a right to. I can do it because it's, everything is acceptable today. Right, right. Everything. God, God will allow it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put, put aside religion and faith. Everything is acceptable. So you could do whatever and live with whomever. And, you know, right. even people in power today have lived li- are living lives which are horrible. And yet we still honor them and put them in places of, of influence, right? Yeah. So th- th- that aside, um, we, we, we have to be careful. We have to have controls. It's like, you know, I use this example personally because I like, I like eating. I like eating. I have, <laughs> I have a sweet tooth. I like sweet but if I eat the way I like to eat, mm. it's not only, and forget about the weight that you gain, it's just not healthy. Yeah. So I have to make disciplined choices to live healthy, to watch. Now I have a right, if I have the money, I can buy all the, the, the donuts that I want. Yeah. Not if you have the money, it's legal. Right. But is it beneficial to me? Right. You know, you, if you're a person that's outgoing and a social butterfly, you can have all the friends in the world that you, you would want, Right. You, you, that's you. But are those connections healthy and good for you and for them as well? So you have to make choices in your life with regard to not only walking, not only receiving salvation, but then walking in a way that's worthy of the call of God in your humanness. I'm not yeah. talking about the call of God to pastoral ministries or things like that. It's your, and that's your lifestyle. You have yeah. to make choices, decisions in your life to be able to live right, separate from salvation. Because if you're not careful, back to my point of the free will, you can easily stray. That's why yeah. you know we have to be careful with eternal salvation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, 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 it also sounds to me that even if you still have questions or even if you actually believe that um, once saved, always saved, and if you do believe in eternal salvation, at the end of the day, the Bible was explicitly clear that sin separates us from God. Sin creates distance between us and God. So, and everything you're talking about, implementing spiritual disciplines, which we did an episode on a few episodes ago, um, those are the things that help you stay close to God and live a, 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 a life of salvation, basically, instead of just that initial, okay, I, yes, I acknowledge my sin, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and now I'm saved. It's like, no, there's also you know, a, a lifestyle choice. The, the phrase that comes to mind is that, yes, Jesus is our Savior, but he's also our Lord. Well, you know, Good. That, yeah. that that's an important thing, I yeah. think, for people to acknowledge and realize what does that mean, God being Lord over my life? You know, we want to be part of the kingdom of God, but sometimes some of us don't want to ex- accept the king. You know, we don't want right. to accept 
the the kingship, the, the his rule over our lives and and the guidelines, like you said, which are clearly important. Right. Um, it's important not to follow that train of thought of like, yeah, I accept Jesus Christ, I'm saved, but I'm not going to follow any of the rules. <laughs> but, but, but I think the burden of that falls on on uh, church leadership. Mm. Uh, we have to through discipleship and through uh, training and through teaching get people to understand the importance of that. Like, for example, the, you mentioned the kingdom of God. It says that when Jesus, uh, then, and I, I, I mentioned it, I, I've talked about this often because in my journey, I'm still exploring what this whole thing means. I haven't landed anywhere. Not, <laughs> not eternal security is the topic I'm going to mention now. The not yet ascended Jesus, right? The one that came out of the grave, but mm. it says that, that afterwards, after he resurrected from the, right? He was still among them. So he was not human, but not yet, sitting at the right hand of the Father, yeah. that period, there's actually a very fancy name for that period of time. Um, what did the Lord do? He went, and it shows us in Scripture very clearly, the book of Acts at the beginning, that he sat down there and he was talking to them about the kingdom of God. Mm. This is the the resurrected, not yet ascended Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The resurrected, not ascended Jesus is the one that told Thomas, stick your hand in in. Think, stick your fingers in my in my forearm, right? Yeah. Is the one that went through the wall. Is the one that made breakfast for them. But mm. Resurrected, not yet ascended Jesus. And he's now meeting with the disciples, the first part of the book of Acts. They have Pentecost is coming up pretty soon, right? Mm. And, and, and that's what we talk about the birth of the church. So Jesus is there talking before the event of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to them about what? About the kingdom of God. And that is, and by the way, the entire book, the book of, it's called an inclusio, the book of, of Acts starts with that topic and ends with that topic at the end of the last chapter of the book of Acts. So it's called an inclusio. That So obviously an inclusio is important. Mm. Of all the things of importance that Jesus could have talked about and taught about, he decides to talk about the kingdom of God. Mm. I have to conclude that that must be pretty significant then. Right, right. of course. Yeah. And he's talking to guys that had accepted by faith him. Right. Right. So then you can even say they were already saved. <laughs> correct. Correct. Right. And, but he's talking to them now. Here's what the kingdom of God requires for your lifestyle. And mm. for me, the kingdom of God is the following. Let me paint the picture. The kingdom of God is you got to make a, a little throne in your heart, right? And the only one that could sit there is Jesus. So it's the dominion and rule of Jesus over your life. I look, that's the kingdom, the way I look at it, from a spiritual perspective. Mm. It's not going to build castles and, you know, we can go live. (laughs) No, it's the the rule and dominion of Christ inside of your heart. Mm. And and that's critical that Jesus was teaching that. So that's what we need to get to. Now, with eternal security, there's some problems in Scripture when you try to promote or when you land on the plate. And I'm not using this to critique anybody or to change anybody's idea. Each person listening to me has the power of choosing. So I'm not trying to change your choice. Right. But here's where I am that I I suffer some tensions back to the book of Acts. So Ananias and Sapphira were saved. Mm. Right? Mm. They were saved. Yeah. They were saved. They were part of the the believers of the early church. Yet, it says that their sin was a sin against the Holy Spirit. Mm. So did they go to heaven or not? Mm. Were they eternally saved or were they condemned? God slaughtered them right there mm. because of the choices that they made. So that creates a for me a conundrum, uh, two tensions now that are spinning around trying to. I'm trying to land that somewhere, and because there's stuff in scripture that we'll never understand until we get to heaven. 
So that question that I pose, I'm not expecting the listeners to send me all their answers. You could do it if you want, but that's not what I'm looking for. You know, there's some things that don't settle in you, mm. right? Mm. When it comes to eternal yeah, security. It makes us ponder. Yeah. Makes us ponder, makes yeah. us wonder what what about how would you handle that text, for mm. example? And there are others, by the way, that are very similar to that. Um, because uh, uh, you know, you, you're only as holy as the next decision that you make, yeah. <laughs> the next opportunity to choose. Yeah. And so up to the very end, you can choose, make the wrong choice, is, is in my opinion, because mm-hmm. of your free will. God will not take away. One of the differences in the creation of mankind is that mankind has free will. Animals do not. Animals, The animal kingdom moves by instinct, mm. but we have free will. You, I've seen... I, I've seen the thing where the the, uh, the wildebeest are crossing the the, the, the river, yeah. right? And <laughs> instinctively, although they're crocodiles in the water, they jump in. Instinctively, mm. they see their the other wildebeest being devoured, but they jump in instinctively. Human beings, they'll go to the uh, bank of the river, they'll <laughs> they'll see people jump in and get devoured, and what happens? <laughs> nope, not me. <laughs> we build we build the bridge, or we build, right. right? The creativity, the God likeness in us mm. comes to surface, yeah. and we end up not being eaten by the because we don't operate by instinct. We mm. operate by by uh, the creativity that God placed us in there, the critical thinking that we can have to resolve and address issues. So, but those those the, that determines choices. So, the wildebeest jump in, but a human being would would see other people jump in, but all of a sudden come up with a plan. But you have a choice in those plans: Do I make a boat? Do I make a bridge? Do I fly across? Do I you know do a zip line across the river, <laughs> right. or do I shoot the the, the crocodile? <laughs> there somehow a limit. Well, you know, they, there's options that we have. Mm-hmm. Life is that way. Yeah. We have the option to do good. We have the option to do evil as well. And when we're at the precipice of that decision, that determines our eternal destination, in my view. So what are some key takeaways before we conclude this episode, which is, you know, it's definitely been thought-provoking for me at the very least. I hope our listeners feel the same way. But before we wind this down, any key takeaways about once saved, always saved? Well, first of all, I can't believe that we're running out of time already. I was just starting to have fun. <laughs> we could go longer. It's your podcast. We could no, go longer. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what it is that that uh, a fire hosing is difficult. So I know sometimes I get into um, areas because this particular topic opens up other major mm. uh, ideas and concepts that we need to explain a little bit more more further. So we we can uh, let this marinate for a while, and then also in the future we can always come back to talk about some of these things as our our as our. Uh, Listeners would guide us and give us some suggestions. I think the takeaways from here is how I started. Mm. And that is you can't critique until you understand. Right. And understand is a very long word. It really is a very long word mm. in the sense that, um, that you know, it's, a, it's just a long word. And, and, and long, what I mean by that is you don't just, okay, that's the decision. Like there are things in my journey that I'm still trying to understand. And I'm looking at all the the sides, but I'm trying to understand. So I think that's critical. The other thing that that I had mentioned before, um, you know, we're not going to critique anything unless we understand it. Number two, we this is not one of those things that um, that is uh, divisive for us. Mm. You know, this is not a topic to to die. This is not a mountain to die on. That doesn't mean someone's less Christian than I or not. Uh, the other thing that I mentioned is that this topic has been around for centuries and we're not going to resolve it in, in a 45 minute or an hour right. podcast. Yeah. And our friends listening to me, maybe even in your lifetime, it might not be resolved. So don't let this be the linchpin for your walk with God or not walking with the Lord. Yeah. It, you know, it is not that kind of a subject in my view. For, for others, it might be, but not from, from my view. 
Um, it's a subject that needs to be discussed, needs to be understood. You need to get as much knowledge as you can. So my takeaway is that examine what we've said. You know, some of the things that I've said might ring well with you. Others might rub you the wrong way. That doesn't mean we can't walk together still. It just means that, you know, we have different views, uh, but we have the same Savior, the same Lord, the same uh, faith relationship with him so we can walk together. So I think discussing this the way we've been doing it actually should bring unity and not disunity uh, to, the, to our listeners. No, that's great. Any other final thoughts, Dr. Mark? Yeah, I mean, um, in all that I've been talking about, I haven't talked about um, where I land Whoa, I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear where you land, but yeah, let's, let's make it, it clear. Is it clear? Let's, let's make it, yeah, no, let's, let's, let's. I, I was trying to tease, I was trying to tease our audience for a while, just tease them. You well, know? if they were paying attention, I think they should know where you land. But tell us, Dr. Mark Rivera, where do you land? No, the no, idea I was waiting for you to ask the question. Sol- <laughs> but is it eternal security? I was, I was hoping you, you would, uh, you would ask the question. You didn't, so we'll just leave it for some other time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep them at the edge of their seat. No, uh, no I have no problem because I've talked about my position, and uh, there, as I stated before, my there's some issues and some ideas and concepts and theologies that are evolving in me. Mm. evolving. And I think, um, you know, some have been resolved right away. Eternal security is one of them. And here's why. And and where where do I land? I understand the theology. I really do. Um, I, I've spoken to people. Um, I've listened to people who can't believe that I believe what I believe, but I listen to them anyway, because I think <laughs> it's going to be helpful to my own growth. Uh, so I've, I've explored the issue very, very carefully, and I'm still exploring it. Where I have a reconciliation tension mm. is what I mentioned before. So I land, I, I am not a, I'm not on the page or on the landing of eternal security. Mm. I think you can lose your salvation. That's where I am. And where, I am there now, but I'm still evolving in my thinking because I cannot reconcile um, this concept of the will of God. Mm. God. I mean, the free will of man that, that God allowed us to choose. Right. So, and I'm, by the way, I am exploring that still, but right. based on that, that creates a tension for me with with eternal security because of the sinful. So we have the we have the free will to live a sinful life, and if God is perfect and holy, He's not going to uh, be able to. Uh, sin cannot approach Him, mm. you know. So, for me, that's a tension, and you know, and I'm not, I'm not soliciting. I listen I listen and read to whatever people suggest. Most of the stuff people suggest me to read, and look at. But that's where I am. And now that doesn't in any way weaken my relationship with God or my devotion to the church. My ecclesiology yeah. is very strong, very strong. This is not a point where I'm locking, I'm putting another lock on the door so nobody else can come in. No, 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 on the contrary. I, I, I can reason with individuals. So where I land flatly is I don't land at this point on eternal security. You're not once saved, always saved, right. in my view, because of the issue of free will right. given from God in the creation of mankind, the same way we are intrinsically wired for depravity, we are also intrinsically wired to make choices. In fact, the whole premise of salvation is a choice that you make. Right. If right. God wanted everyone to follow him, he would have just pushed the robot button and we all follow right. him. But right. he created us in his likeness and image to be creative and all of that. But also then to make decisions, and you know, so that's that's where I that's where I land, you know, and uh, and I can try to say it say it as lovingly lovingly as I can, but that's where I am, you know. When you when you define yourself, I think it's a very healthy thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, but I'm st- I still read scripture, so we'll see. We'll see what <laughs> the Lord, how He uh, guides this poor. Uh, oh, what a wretched man am I too? You know. <laughs> no, no, no. So. But I'm I'm glad I'm glad you wrapped this this whole episode up with with that concluding thought and where you land. You know, clearly stating where you land because it does make sense. Even everything that we've just discussed in this episode, um, like you said, how do you reconcile um, this idea that sin cannot exist in the presence of God? And clearly, if everybody was listening, even with salvation, you're still capable of sinning. So that's something we have to manage. Yeah. 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 God did not create the angels to, you know, abandon heaven. Hmm. He didn't, did not. So there was some choice there that was being made as well. And I don't want to keep hitting the point because I don't <laughs> want, I don't want to push people away on the country. I want to draw people in. Let's, let's talk about this. You know, you're, you're still my, you're still my brother and my sister, you know, let's move forward and, and talk about it. Uh, there's going to be always, always, and I've discovered this in my, my journey that there's always going to be disagreements and places where we don't see things the same way, but that doesn't stop us from, look at families, right? I mean, I come from a very large family. You know, we, we have varying political views. We have mm. various moral views. We have all of that, but we're still family. Yeah. And so that's the way I look at discussions like that. This doesn't mean, and it doesn't also, is not hierarchical, my position, that I'm, I never think I'm better than anyone, but I also don't let people think they're better than me. You know, there's a there's an equalizing that happens. Uh, so, um, and I don't I I don't mean to say that arrogantly. I'm not. As you listen to these podcasts, you're getting a sense of my heart. So my heart is not uh, arrogant. Uh, but you know, you have to land somewhere. You have to define yourself. So we're we're all still brothers and sisters, and we'll we'll fit. one day when we are standing before our Maker, it'll be crystal clear. Right. And then I'll have to say, you were absolutely right. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're in heaven? <laughs> so All right. I think that's a, that's a good place for us to, to, to stop. Any other last thoughts before we sign off? Again, I, I thank the listeners for being with us. Let other people know. You had mentioned my... my uh, website. My, yeah, but you yes. didn't mention where... I mean, you have in previous podcasts, but... Oh, yes. Yeah, no, good point. Yeah, drmarkrivera.com. Dr. Dr. MarkRivera.com, and that's Mark with a C. Mark with a C. Mark com. With a C. Yeah, let us know what your thoughts are and your ideas, and we are we are honored that you would take this space of time to just listen. God bless all of you richly. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Seek and Find with Dr. Mark Rivera. Thank you for listening and God bless.